Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the weekly energy report on the New Story podcast with me, your host, Rebecca Conran. We are looking at the dates of January the 7th to January the 13th of 2019. New year, new vibe. Um, Really excited to share with you about some of the energies coming up this year. And, uh, you know, this is this is a new a new vibe. Technically, uh, I like to say that the year really finishes when we exit Pisces. So that brings us to about April thirteenth, and that's really what takes us through all the lessons of the zodiac, and then we wrap it up with our Pisces energy of kind of integrating all the energies that we've been through in the year. So we've got a little bit to go yet. Um, so. You know, we're still working through and processing and integrating a lot of the 2018 energy, but that doesn't mean that we don't have a new vibe to work with as well. 2019 is, in numerology, a collective three-year. So 2018 was a collective two-year. And that meant that we were really looking at our partnerships, balance, and how to bring harmony to our experience. You know, balance, when we think of balance, we think of the weighing scales, But in order for them to be equal, they both need to be holding the right amount of each quality, right? When you think of those those scales tipping in any one direction, it's not that those bowls are empty. Maybe they are. Maybe they're completely empty on both sides. Or maybe there's the right amount of each element in each side. So balance is not necessarily about a rat. Well, it's definitely not not just not necessarily, is not about eradicating any one part of ourselves, but rather bringing up what might be lacking. So take, for example, if one side of our scales is full of sadness, you know, grief and and the experience that we're having here on earth, and rightly so. Balancing the scale is not about having no sadness, but rather filling the other side, balancing it with what brings you joy. You know, holding two polarizing elements in tandem. So understanding that grief and joy can be held side by side. We can have those two elements as part of our experience right now. It's not one or the other. Balance is where we accept and give space to you know, the full experience of our lives. So with our Venus and Mercury retrogrades in 2018, our relationships really came to the forefront. And two is really a number about relationships. Uh, it's about the merging of masculine energy and feminine energy within, and then how that is outpictured into our relationships, so in terms of giving and receiving, etc. So we really were considering how we engage in our relationships, what's working, what's not working for us in the way that we do relationships. A lot of relationships did not make the cut last year, whether it was business partnerships, friendships, associations, community things, um, lovers and partners, you know, and I think what was primarily behind these, these big shifts was where addiction was really at the root of our relationships and subsequently mirroring a lack of true intimacy, vulnerability, and healing. And that might seem like a severe term to use addiction, but, you know, I think what we really are craving as human beings is intimacy. It's it's um, closeness and softness, but not necessarily uh, sex, 
you know, um, or what we think of it as. You know, I think uh, I was talking to a friend last night about this theme in terms of, you know, when I, I have had a dog for 14 years and the love that I've cultivated with her is is very dependent, is very clinging. You know, she really has to be very close to me. She has to be on top of me even. She really needs my approval. She needs my connection. And um, when I got a cat, I was really surprised that I had to really learn a new way of receiving love. You know, he doesn't need my approval and he doesn't need my attention. And he certainly doesn't need physical touch even a lot of the times. But how he sends me love is so deep if I am really paying attention through his eyes, through his voice. And I think that what 2018 showed us was where we weren't really feeling fulfillment. Maybe we had a partner and the sex was great, but there was so much else missing in terms of true intimacy and vulnerability and holding space for one another. And I think where we're moving forward to in 2019 is release, continuing to release that dependence, that addiction to that instant gratification you know, an instant text response, approval, you know, all of that stuff that gives us a high uh, in, in the immediate moment, but is truly n- not fulfilling us at a deeper level. So superficial relationships, relationships that are, um, you know, again, based on instant gratification, they're no longer going to do for the spiritually centered person. You know, we are going to continue this into 2019 how to have more fulfilling relationships. Um, and uh, now we get to do it with this beautiful, happy, optimistic energy of three. Three is somewhat the divine child in numerology. It's unabashed, freeform creativity. It's communication and expression. It's innocence. You know, three asks us, what makes you happy? What makes you an individual And in turn, how do you express that in your human experience? This year is really going to highlight, yes, again, our interdependence within relationships where we are meeting the other as a whole person. And it's also going to ask that we continue to release needing approval from others in order for us to feel lovable and worthy. This can also mean needing a to have achievement, needing to have accolades in order to feel that what you're doing is worthwhile, that you're worthwhile. Three also represents lightness, friendship, laughter, love, and again, optimism. And we've talked about optimism before on the podcast. Optimism isn't blind positivity. You know, some of the most optimistic people, they're not optimistic because they nothing bad has ever happened to them. They're optimistic because it's faith that is born from struggle. That if you can get through the what you've gotten through, that you'll get through the tough times in the future. You know, one practice I love to do with my clients when they're worrying about a job turning up, a house turning up, a lover turning up, I ask them to tune into when things turned up in the past. How did things work out for you? Another time when you were worried about getting a job, when you were worried about where you would live. You know, life has a way of moving us forward, and we are so tenacious as human beings. We figure things out. So optimism is the courage and determination to face your fears. The shadow side 
of uh, this three energy, however, is of course also accessible if we're not tapping into the lighter aspects. So we might experience depression, sorrow, pessimism, meanness, guilt, shame, uh, if we are not allowing ourselves, giving ourselves permission to be creatively free, to express ourselves, um, to be our own individual, uh, to be happy even. If we're not tapping in and figuring out what's going to make us happy, then of course we're going to feel a deep feeling of sorrow and sadness within. And even if we're feeling really good, and I'm sure a lot of you are after all of that deep uh, transformative work you were doing last year, we still might see these things playing out in the collective, um, on the collective scale. So, uh, you know, trying to hold as much compassion as we can for others, knowing that um, some people are just way more deeply entrenched in their suffering, and it is harder for them to come out of it. So we're just holding that nice um, intention for them to be connected to their true guides of love and light, and that they uh, evolve. So this year, it's going to be imperative that we enjoy our experience in some way. And that might look like a commitment to creativity in terms of practicing and playing every day. You know, maybe you need to dance for 10 minutes every day. Maybe you need to be drawing all the time or take a ceramics class or um, an acting workshop or anything that just helps us to play and loosen up and uh, tap into our happiness. We might need to budget more uh, nature time and uh, time for trips that inspire us this year. Maybe we need to kind of like cut down on on uh, on eating out or things like that. Any kind of budgeting we can do so that we can actually apply that to other places that we might that might be making us a little bit more happy, right? So a class you want to take or something like that. We need to do things that feel fulfilling and inspiring this year and continue to release the superficial and approval-based behaviors that have been holding us back. Um, and what we can all contribute to the collective is energetic pathways that lead us all out of our martyrdom and victimization and into our joy. Joy is such a high vibration and while it might seem selfish in a world of suffering to allow ourselves to feel joy, we can use it actually to be of service to all beings and to help all beings uh, access and give permission to themselves to also experience this joy as well. So the 2019 overarching theme I, uh, I drew today, uh, usually we do a theme, a tarot card, and a ritual, but this week I wanted to kind of give us a little bit of uh, input into, you know, what 2019 holds for us. So the 2019 overarching theme is, I honor my pain by leading from the heart. And this is uh, from my mantra, my Reiki mantra deck. And it really speaks to that the human experience is a difficult one, but, you know, you have all the courage and strength within you to get through your difficulties. You don't need to feel victimized by your situation because you know that it is actually giving you the lessons and the love you need to move forward in your purpose of being human. And this card is really all about loving more if you're suffering, loving yourself more. Absolutely. Number one thing to do. Love your life more. Love your struggle more. See how beautiful of a being you are for what you're going through. Have deep, deep compassion for yourself. 
And then let that mirror into your relationships and how you observe the collective. Your vulnerability, your suffering, and your pain are exactly why you are so courageous and strong. It's why you're so compassionate. It's why you have such a deep capacity for love. And, um, you know, I think it's so important to remember, too, that there's nothing here on earth that can take away the integrity and wholeness of anyone's soul here. No matter what happens to our physical bodies, your soul is whole, loved, worthy, and in its integrity and dignity, regardless of the outpicturing of the human experience. So the theme this uh, year is allowing ourselves to move through any difficulties with the knowing that you came here to earth with the power to do so. The tower I pulled for this uh, year is feels like a warning to us, um, and not in a scary way. We don't need to, um, you know, awfulize it or make it into something that it's not. But we did get the Seven of Swords. Swords are a card of communication, um, the mind, how we uh, intellectualism, rationalizing, you know, um, all those mental aspects are what swords represent. And the seven is really about spiritual truth. Now this card, though, it speaks to what to be mindful of in ourselves and others this year. And this card speaks to deceit. Deceit is a big scary word, right? None of us want to be deceived. And, but deceit doesn't always have to be a malicious thing that's done to us. Sometimes it can be about the subconscious lies we tell ourselves that we're not worthy or unlovable or stupid or fat or ugly or whatever these, the shit is that we tell ourselves that is outside of our being absolutely unconditionally lovable uh, is what I like to call a lie. So we need to connect in this year with the ways that we are possibly deceiving ourselves. You know, um, sometimes deceit can also be a mask that we wear in an effort to keep the peace or people please. It's a big smile that we keep on our face so that everything is fine and dandy and everyone is really happy and it's okay and nothing bad is happening. But you know what? At its core, that's inauthentic. It's okay to be yourself, you know, without projecting our anger, our problems onto other people. You get to be yourself. You're sad one day, fine. You know, go out there. It's just information. And so this card can be about how we need to continue to really reveal what's authentic and also uh, expect that from one another too and really call out in our partnerships, in authenticity, uh, in our friendships um, because we are worthy of more than that. We're worthy of that uh, vulnerability. We're worthy of that connection. And so with compassionate care, um, you know, really making sure that we are tuning into these masks that we wear in our relationships. So this card can also be a caution against acting in selfish ways, you know, running away from our commitments and our responsibilities or running away from love. Now, all of this can be about how we run away from a commitment to ourself, a responsibility to ourself, and an active acknowledgement of the love that we are. Um, So this is about us remembering that we need to show up for ourselves, show up in our connections with others, be truthful, be honest, 
uh, and avoid manipulation at all costs. Sometimes manipulation can be about how it's so easy to engage in subtle manipulation. It really is. We're all guilty of it in some to some degree. And I'm not saying guilty because we need to like shame ourselves about it, but you know, we've all done the things of like, well, if I text this, then I might get this text back. Or if I do this, then I might get this back. These are manipulations. We've got to drop these stories. We've got to drop these kind of um, how we're trying to organize and will our way through life. We need things to come together through synchronicity and spiritual alignment and really like noticing where we feel called into any kind of manipulative behavior, even subtle very subtle, uh, what we'd call lightweight manipulations. You know, we want to be really truthful and honest with ourselves and with other, with one another. We do need one another. And more than anything, in order to have these beautiful relationships that we des- deserve, we need to have clear dialogue, clear boundaries, and clear expectations within our experience with other people. And only you know where you begin and end. So it's just about communicating that to other people, no matter how weird, wacky, or strange it might seem, or whatever awkwardness it might create within a relationship, you've got to stick to being true to you. So the ritual that I chose for this entire year is participating in forgiveness. You know, so often we think of forgiveness as a gift that we have to give to others, but it's really a gift that we give to ourselves. When we forgive, we free ourselves. We free ourselves from the shackles of expectations, unmet expectations, disappointments, anger, you know, but that doesn't mean it's easy to forgive or that there isn't a time to wait to forgive if we're not ready yet. If you're not ready to forgive yet, no problem. You don't have to. But there is always room for forgiveness of the self, however. Forgive yourself for not knowing what you think you're supposed to know. Forgive yourself for the past and make an agreement to be clearer in the present and truly in your choice. Forgive yourself for any times you behaved in ways that were disempowering. Be truly generous towards yourself by understanding that you have been doing the best you could from the perspective that you have um, been holding, which is ever-changing, ever-growing, and ever-evolving. Free yourself from the shackles of the past. That time is over. In this moment, you've got the ability to choose with your higher aims. You know, you've got the ability in this moment to do things differently. And you're not always going to do things differently. You're going to make mistakes. Forgive yourself for not being this picture of perfection that literally nobody is. Nobody exists in that, in that uh, image of perfection. It's a lie we've been sold. So forgive yourself for believing the lie. Be here now through the power of self-forgiveness. This week, uh, we have one major planetary shift, and that is on Monday, the 7th of January, Venus is going to go into Sagittarius. So it's finally exiting its long stay through Scorpio and Libra and back again and entering social, happy, and adventurous Sagittarius. Venus represents romance and love, but it's also what we value and how we navigate our self-worth. So uh, Sagittarius loves to learn, it loves to find the higher meaning in life and share that and discuss that with others and philosophize. Um, That's very important to this energy. 
Sagittarius is also very connected to travel. It wants to immerse in other places, experiences, aesthetics, history, to get a deeper understanding of the beauty of um, and the meaning of of these other experiences and the meaning of life uh, in its in in its actuality. So, um, this is probably a great time to take a little trip if you feel like it, if you have the means. Um, it's a great time to socialize and take a class and to kind of uh, engage in your in your spiritual studies. Uh, relationships started under this energy may have a bit of an ambiguous energy to them, perhaps even fickle in their shadow side. However, if you can tap into the need to share spiritual themes, explore, and keep things spontaneous and adventurous, then it could be a happy time uh, for dating. You know, I would keep things loose, casual, friendly, optimistic uh, at this time. Sagittarius is a mutable fire, which means it's able to adapt easily to different situations. And you might just find yourself feeling a bit lighter with this placement as it brings a joyful lightness to the very sobering and mature Capricorn energy that we are also gratefully uh, traversing. So we have a lovely week this week, and you know this is a big month in general because we have this, the solar uh, the solar eclipse last week on the new moon, and then at the end of the month we've got a full moon eclipse. So we may find that we are in a big melting pot of uh, dynamic dynamic energy this month. Um, again, the energy is very forward moving through mid March. So take this time to be active, you know, get your workouts going, get grounded in that body, um, have those meetings with friends and like really, uh, you know, um, get to work kind of like use the power that we have right now, this outward action, especially with Mars and Aries as well to get shit done. Um, if you've been having trouble trusting in what you would call your purpose here on earth, Sometimes an intuitive birth chart reading can help and validate those deep callings and knowings you have. Um, you, you need your birth time, place, and date for the reading, but it can be very helpful in kind of exploring the purpose of healing in your life, exploring the gift you have to share with the collective as well. Sessions need to be booked 48 hours in advance and are available through my website, www.rebeccaconran.com. This upcoming week, January 9th and 10th, is my last week treating in person so in Brooklyn. So I hope to see your beautiful faces. And, of course, you can book online up to four hours in advance, again, through uh, book a session under my website. And then I still have one spot open for my January mentorship. Uh, I had a, cl- a student that moved to March, so I have an additional space left. We begin class around the 15th of January based on your schedule, so you can email me to place your deposit or sign up with a payment in full for the private eight-week mentorship, which is all about getting to discover who you are and how you can best uh, support yourself in a really sustainable way moving forward. Uh, thank you so much to all our patrons, our new patrons, Allie and Megan. Uh, and uh, if you're able to, con- if you're able to exchange ener- energy with me by becoming a patron to support the availability of these newsletters and podcasts, you can donate any amount via my Patreon, uh, even just a one-time donation, and that is linked in the show notes. 
Uh, we also have a couple, uh, we have some um, conversations coming up that are available. Uh, the conversation that I had with Jess Holsworth is available. Um, and this weekend we've got Will Roan coming up. And these conversations are just about kind of what's going on with us spiritually, what we're thinking about, what uh, new stories have we been creating for ourselves. Um, so tap into those, tune into those. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can, if you enjoy these episodes, please share them with a friend. And I look forward to speaking to you next week. Happy New Year!